This Christmas, Arlesa R. Douglas and her family will share their talents and their hearts with you. An inspirational read for the holidays. Amelia is in danger of losing her home and all hope for Christmas. Does Santa really exist? Can prayer change things? Find the answers to these questions and more in this must-read Christmas story for the holidays. Amelia looked for additional work washing people's clothing or cleaning their homes, but there were never enough hours in the day to earn enough money to provide for her four small children and maintain the household. The night before she had to leave her home, she tucked her children into their beds. Amelia was distraught and heartbroken over the thought of being homeless. She never wanted her children to see her cry. So she quickly placed her hands over her face, ran to her bedroom and locked the door. Find out by purchasing the book, Christmas Morning, written by Arlesa R. Douglas, co-written by her brothers, Patrick M. Douglas and Brylin Douglas. Available right now on Amazon.com. Praise God. Praise almighty God. Thank you all for tuning in this Christmas Eve. We are here gathered together on the eve of our dear Savior's birth. Before I say anything else, I just want to give thanks to our Heavenly Father, because this is the gift that keeps on giving. You know, I think back as a child and I remember awaiting Christmas to see what was underneath the tree. As a grown woman, I am blessed that I stand beside my adult children, my mother, my sister, and best friends, Reverend Monica Beasley Martin and Sister Evelyn McWilson, as this year we were able to help people in need with Christmas toys. And I'm also blessed that a part of this, this festivity and giving is my niece, Patrice Larkin, her husband, Jake, and their beautiful baby girl, Melina. You see, one day I will be a grandmother, a great grandmother like my mother. But most of all, what is continuous is that we are all children of the Most High God. So as I go back to my statement earlier about as a child waiting for those gifts and then when I had my own children, sharing that, and then I finally realized 
what my grandmother and my mother used to say about the best gift underneath the tree is not a gift from the store. It's a gift from God. I am a man. I am 51 years of age. And right now I look at this Christmas tree and I say to myself, the Christmas tree represents the everlasting life of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The light that light that tree up represents the galaxy in which our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ right now is holding it up so that we are balanced. It also represents the stars that lit up the sky when he was born. And the ornaments of the tree represent the different people of this world. So when some people think about, well, if you're celebrating Jesus' birth, what do you need all this for? And my answer is, open your eyes. Read the Bible and you will see. When Jesus walked the earth, did he not gift the people with knowledge, healing, and food? When Jesus walked the earth, didn't he continuously give to others? Our Heavenly Father continuously gives. And some people, they say, well, what about Santa Claus? What purpose is he? And I say to myself, God is righteous and good. And when you research the story of Kris Kringle, and you learn about Santa Claus, you learn about God, you learn about everything good. I am here today, a 51 year old woman who believes in Santa Claus, who sings Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer and embraces the Bible. Amen. 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 With that being said, let's bring it in and sing Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Everybody ready? If you got to take a minute to look up the lyrics, that is <coughs> that is fine. <coughs> Amen. Okay. Who wants to start? The red-nosed reindeer had a very shiny nose. And if you ever saw it, you would even say it glows. Yes, the other reindeers used to laugh and call him names. They never let poor Rudolph join in any reindeer game. 
Then one foggy Christmas Eve, Santa came to say, Rudolph, with your nose so bright, won't you guide my sleigh tonight? Then how the reindeer loved him as they shot it out with glee. Rudolph the red-nosed reindeer, you'll go down in here. Amen, amen. As I sing those lyrics today, it brings me so much hope. It brings me happiness. Because I used to think about the bullies that used to pick on me when I was younger. But today on Christmas Eve, I want to say to everybody that picked on me, I love you. Because I am like a Rudolph. Anybody out there listening that was bullied and picked on, you are Rudolph. See, those trials and tribulations brought us to the place to where we do so much good in this world. We will go down in history. We are the givers, the lovers, the forgivers. So when we think about Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, and they were calling him names, guess what? That's okay. Because we are still singing of the gladness of God, the goodness of Santa Claus, and the goodness of Rudolph. Just like there's another Christmas cartoon that I grew up on and I absolutely love. And I used to pick on my sister and call her Nestor. Nestor the long-eared Christmas donkey. You see, Nestor's long ears had a purpose. On the cartoon, he also was picked upon with his long ears. And his mother always used to say, ears, Nestor, because he would trip on them. And he didn't realize until he came to see the good Savior's birth, that his ears were long enough to swaddle our Savior in the manger. The Drummer Boy, another Christmas cartoon that I keep with me in my heart. You see, the Drummer Boy, he wandered. And then when he was blessed to see the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, he didn't have any money, but he shared his talent, the drums. This December 24th, 2023, we embrace the kindness, goodness, and the love of God and all of the people who share their talents and their gifts. We don't have to shop at the most expensive store for a gift. Another Christmas story about 
the uh, poor husband and wife where I believe she bought him a chain for his watch and he bought her a comb and brush set, set for her hair. And she so wanted to purchase this chain for his lock that he was admiring. And he wanted to purchase um, the comb and brush set for her long hair. And she cut her hair and he sold his watch to get the gifts. Yeah. That's what Christmas is about. Selflessness, not selfishness. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. Um, as we uh, continue with this program, I'm going to open the floor for somebody else to share their memories of Christmas. Can you hear me that charger? Amen. Who would like to go next? Go. Thank you. Yes, ma'am. I'm just sitting in the cold car and like, uh, I was talking to uh, my boyfriend yesterday, Pastor. Amen. And, uh, we were talking about, uh, let's say, the commercialism part of Christmas with the Christmas trees, uh, even about buying gifts for loved ones, and uh, just and all the Christmas decorations, okay? Mm-hmm. And he brought up, Pastor, uh, two scriptures, and I know you already did your sermon very, very well, uh, but when uh, he brought these scriptures up, I'm not going to say that I'm a minister, and I understand um, the word very, very well, but I do know sometimes it's not about the scripture not being correct. It's about us not being correct in our interpretation of the scripture. Okay. So I didn't know if anybody or people would have time just for a few moments uh, to turn with me to uh, the book of Jeremiah. Uh, the book of Jeremiah, Pastor, is the 10th um, chapter, ma'am. Mm-hmm. And uh, it is starting with the third verse. Okay. So it's Jeremiah, y'all. That's right after, um, I believe, Isaiah. Uh, mm-hmm. Jeremiah, another uh, weeping pro- uh, prophet. And uh, the 10th chapter. So the third verse I'm going to start with, and I'm only going to read a couple verses. Uh, pastor in the new international version mm-hmm. uh, for the practices of the peoples are worthless they cut a tree out of the forest and a craftsman shapes it with his chisel mm-hmm. they adorn it with silver and gold mm-hmm. they fasten it with hammer and nails so it will not totter like a scarecrow in a cucumber field their idols cannot speak. They must be carried because they cannot walk. Do not fear them. They can do no harm, nor can they do any good. So that's the 10th chapter of Jeremiah, the third through the sixth verse. 
May the Lord have a blessing upon the reading of this holy word. Um, he said that this was the Bible verse mm -hmm. that talks about getting a Christmas tree, adorning it, and that's why that's considered an idol worship. Where I looked into the deeper when Jeremiah was talking about getting this tree from the forest, it was a metaphor of the idol worshipers and the item that the Israelites were getting and they were putting those as symbols of God. Uh, I told him I've never personally used a Christmas tree as a symbol of God. Mm -hmm. I do put an angel on the top of my tree mm -hmm. and that angel symbolizes the uh, angels that look on high with the Lord, but again, it doesn't symbolize God himself or Jesus Christ, the birth of Jesus Christ, okay? So with all that said, just um, very, uh, you know, briefly, because I know everybody has to have their... No, this is good. Uh, okay. What I was saying is, uh, I told him, I said, you know what? Uh, the Christmases that I remember the best mm -hmm. are the Christmases that I was in church, I was learning about the birth of Jesus Christ. We, we read in the in the scriptures, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John about the birth of Jesus of Bethlehem and the story of his birth and the three kings. But what I also told him yesterday is what <clears throat> touched my soul to did is I remember decorating Christmas trees mm -hmm. with my sister, with my mother, you know, um, my aunts and stuff like that. Um, I remember the food that my grandmother used to make mm -hmm. on Christmas Day. I remember the toys underneath the tree and having them wrapped and not knowing what they were. And even though this, you know, because um, I don't know if kids are listening to this uh, service, but even though some people might say again about Santa and things like that, all I know is I had an excitement. Mm -hmm. This night on Christmas Eve will be so exciting, Pastor, for so many mm -hmm. kids. And I know people are saying, well, the kids are being concerned about materialistic things, mm -hmm. about gifts under the tree. Mm -hmm. But I know that for a fact, our kids, our mother, our grandmother taught us that Christmas is definitely more mm -hmm. than the gifts that you get under the tree. But... Mm -hmm. The sacrifice. I love how you said that story about the man with the watch and the lady with the pretty long hair. It's the sacrifice of the parents. It's the love of one another. That's why we give people gifts. I don't give somebody a gift to say, here's something that I think of the world, and this is what I'm going to give you because I follow the world. No, right. I'm giving you this gift because God, one, loves the children. And we passed out all those free toys, all those free beautiful coats, which I've been wearing my coat every day. You know, uh, can, can atone for that. 
Um, that's what we do this for. And when you close your heart and your mind and your soul so much to turn something so beautiful and such again a representation of Christ, okay, there's a difference between an imitation and a representation. Okay, that tree is a representation of what we give to one another in love. Mm -hmm. But the gift of giving and the spirit of Christmas, that's a representation of Christ. And you cannot say that if you don't have that in your heart and your soul, that you are doing right in the eyes of God. Because that's what we are here for on this earth. We're supposed to reach out to people. We're supposed to live as a community. Mm -hmm. And that's how I want to remember my Christmases. You know, the ones that are to come, you know, including the ones tomorrow, but especially the ones when I remember when my sister flying down those steps Christmas Day mm -hmm. and just looking underneath the tree. But then again, also being excited about later on going to church. The church was on that Sunday. And also going to see my grandmother. Now, again, we were a little greedy because we did say we all go down grandma's because she got gifts for us too. But we also went down there again just to be around the family that we love. And I was just thinking about just a few minutes, ironically, before uh, Sister Patricia called about evening service because y'all know I didn't know anything about it. But I was thinking about St. John's AME Church, the church that we closed this year uh, because of the issues with COVID and not only that, but the decline in the membership. But I remember down there in that basement how many beautiful Christmas programs that we have. Yes. That Mrs. Williams, that our mother, that um, our, my, my sister, you know, our kids, like, were part of And those memories is what I can cherish until the day I die. So that is my best Christmas memory, the love that I share with the people that I love the most, which mm -hmm. were my church family and my relatives and friends. Amen. Amen. And you know what? Thank you so much for sharing that. And um, this Christmas Eve uh, program um, actually was just uh, thought of today. Um, Sister Pat, our mother, she asked me, Michelle, are you going to have a, a Christmas program? And because I had gotten sick, I didn't put anything on the schedule. And when she asked that question, I knew that's what God intended. And so that's why, <laughs> that's why you didn't hear anything because it wasn't a program. 
ma'am, excuse me, this is cold, like, I didn't hear anything, you know, yeah, but, you know, going back to this statement, and I've met Walter, I think he's a very nice person, um, I refer to him as my brother-in-law, and so, with that being said, um, we're all imperfect. Um, we all have a part of flesh that we struggle with. And what I've noticed, because around this time of year, you will see people's spirits show even more. Those that are on the vine, you'll see it. Those that are wrestling in their spirit, you'll see it. And, you know, um, what I know is what I've seen. You know, people who attack Christmas, they're angry. Remember, the darkness doesn't want to see the light. Satan doesn't like life. What tree keeps their vegetation all year round? It's the evergreen tree. Now, going to the scripture, Jeremiah chapter 10, let's, let's take some time in here and, and we're going to break it down. In Jeremiah chapter 10 in the New International Version, Hear what the Lord says to you, people of Israel. This is what the Lord says. Do not learn the ways of the nations or be terrified by signs in the heavens. Though the nations are terrified by them. Again, you will see a lot of the scriptures. When God is talking to the people, he's talking to them about keeping steadfast into the true culture and to Christianhood. And you understand again, and we've seen this back, you know, in, 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 in the Bible, there were people who were paganistic. They worshiped paganistic gods. So we know that they fashioned uh, metal into paganistic gods. But these people also fashion trees. Um, you'll see a lot of this in, in voodoo worship. Okay? And they will put jewelry on these things. Different lights in, in different things. Okay? Um, and then, as we see in the scriptures throughout the Bible, remember, God says, don't worry about the wicked they'll wither away. You just continue to do what you're supposed to do. And again, people were struggling with this. You know, I'm I'm working every day. I'm doing this every day and I don't have this. And they're not even worshiping God and look at them eating this and they don't worry about food. So remember, God is an encourager. 
he encourages people. <coughs> so even though <coughs> Jeremiah was blessed to be able to be breathed upon by the Holy Spirit, um, to write down what God is saying to the people of Israel. This is a conversation, okay, of encouragement and also acknowledging what these paganistic people were doing, okay? Verse three, for the practices of the peoples are worthless. They cut a tree out of the forest and a craftsman shapes it with his chisel. Now, common sense should tell the person, how is this a Christmas tree? A Christmas tree is not craftsman. We're this when you when you cut a tree down and you use it for voodoo and different things like that, they take the tree, they they cut it and they chisel it. We're, get the arms and the and the legs on there and things got eyes and all kinds of crazy stuff. A Christmas tree usually the head of the household goes and gets a Christmas tree and get the axe and saw it down and this, but they didn't even they weren't even doing Christmas tree at this time. If somebody pick up a history book, they would have the common sense to know. Okay, we're talking about two different. We're talking about two different heirs. Yeah. All right, two different heirs. Okay. Uh, yes, ma'am. Exactly. And I'm glad that you brought that subject up, Sister Pat, because that's another thing. Satan doesn't like any use of imagination, of hope, of love, of anything pure. He doesn't like families getting together and enjoying a meal and having a beautiful Christmas tree. He doesn't like that. Because remember, he was trying to stop the birth of Jesus Christ. So if 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 he's trying, if he tried to stop the, the birth of Jesus Christ, why would he celebrate Jesus' birthday? See, that's why I tell people, you know, especially this, I people have no idea some of the things that People say, but you know, God is letting me know it's not them, it's the entity behind it. I'm gonna uh start a new tape. Two, one. Okay, discounting because that's another thing. Some people think I edit. I, I don't edit. I don't even know how to edit. You understand? So that's why when they, they come and they hear uh some of our recordings 
yeah, I am eating food because I'm hungry. So, okay, I'm not going to edit that out. You know, God doesn't edit, so why should I edit? But that's just the thought process that I have. Back to, uh, you know, Christmas. When people start coming at me with that, I tell Satan, get thee behind me. Because you have no power over here. You have no power. I celebrate the birth of Jesus Christ, my Savior and Lord, because he's going to crush your head. Oh, you can't be calling nobody no devil. Well, quit acting like one. Amen. You know, they could, people say whatever they want about me, but at the end of the day, God chose me because he knew there's, I'm not going to sugarcoat. It, it is what it is. And going back to the subject about Christmas, people are talking about two different heirs. And, and, and karma says to tell somebody, when you go chop a tree down, it doesn't have to be fashioned. You're just chopping it down. You take it here and you put some Christmas lights on it. And you're not saying, oh, evergreen tree, uh, heal my toes. You got the tree propped up as a celebration for Christmas. You're not worshiping it. Amen. So you can't take a Bible verse that has nothing to do about Christmas. And, and and if you uh look on Bible Gateway, it tells you the subject up top. God and idols. A Christmas tree is not an idol. People are not after Christmas is over, some people keep the tree up. You know, if it's real, you have to get rid of it. Idols people keep in their house. They they build shrines around the things. Okay? Um, let's go down to verse 4. They adorn it with silver and gold. They fasten it with hammer and nails so it will not totter. Now, I know we use a tree stand. Okay, but I have never used a hammer and a nail to fashion no Christmas tree. And silver and gold, icicles on this tree did not come until down the line. You know, before the the uh, Christmas lights that was on a tree, they were like different colors, red, blue, green. I mean, come on now. Silver and gold is what the Bible is talking about. Jewelry. Yeah. Okay. Like a scarecrow in a cucumber field, their idols cannot speak. They must be carried because they cannot walk. Do not fear them. They can do no harm, nor can they do any good. See, God is talking about voodoo right here. Yeah. All right. He's talking about voodoo. He's saying, do not, don't, don't worry about them things. They, they have no power. 
They can't walk. They can't. They can't do anything. He's talking about voodooism because you know people take these things and they say, "Oh, I'm gonna get you back." And please, you can't do nothing. I'm covered with the blood of Jesus Christ, my Savior and Lord. Verse six. No one is like you, Lord. You are great. And your name is mighty in power. See, Jeremiah is coming with this conversation. Okay? Who should not fear you, king of the nations? This is your due among all the wise leaders of the nations and all in their kingdoms. There is no one like you. They are all senseless and foolish. They are taught by worthless wooden idols. There you go right there. And I give all glory to God Almighty because I'm going to tell you something truthfully. When you were reading the scripture, I was like, "Oh God, what is what is what is this what is what is they saying?" So, I went on to end up to google it. And God said, "Stop." He said, "Read that scripture out loud." When she's done reading it, read the scripture out loud. And it made sense to me. That's the Holy Spirit. And 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 I'm going to say this too. When you have an obstruction, a blockage, you cannot access the Holy Spirit and you're not going to be able to discern scriptures. He has a blockage. Because when you walk in the spirit, you live in the spirit, God will take you through. And you'll be able to understand that thought process about them talking about a Christmas tree does not make any sense. Two different historical events. When you read the context, it's just like going back in English. Okay, a Christmas tree is not, you don't use a hammer and a nail. You use a a saw to cut it down, an axe to cut it down, but that's it. You're not going to use no hammer and nails. And then when they did make tree stands, they used to put the thing in a pot, like a, a flower pot and put dirt around it. They ain't never used no hammer, no nails. No. To put no Christmas tree up. And then like a scarecrow in a cucumber field. It's, it, it, their idols cannot speak. They're not using, we're, we're not using a Christmas tree <coughs> as an item. Okay. And, and, and when you look up well, these idols and you go in the time period that this was written, you will understand that the people of these nations were idol worshipers and they also uh, did cult religions and practiced witchcraft and voodooism. You'll, you'll even see, uh, I think it was, uh, was it Solomon or saw one of them uh, because he had all this witchcraft and when he turned his life over to God, he burned those books. And what I love about this scripture, because this is, I I have not read this scripture prior to this, 
Um, but Jeremiah is having a conversation with the Lord. And in verse 10, he says, but the Lord is the true God. He is the living God, the eternal King. When he is angry, the earth trembles. The nations cannot endure his wrath. Now see, when these people talk about, uh, what is it, ball or some, some crazy stuff, like, oh, they, just like when we go back in Exodus to Pharaoh, okay, when he had that uh, thing, uh, 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 what is it, paganistic God, trying to bring his son back to life. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know, and then, you know, they, they say, Go ahead. What were you saying, Sister Nicole? Yeah, yeah. You see? So, you know, read the whole scripture. And first of all, well, you know what? First of all, if you're not in the spirit, it doesn't matter because when you read the Bible, it's not going to make sense to you. But now you can go back. And and you can have a conversation with him. I recommend that you don't because when there's an obstruction, God tells us not to engage in futile arguments because it's literally talking to a brick wall. They don't want to hear it. They don't want to hear it. No, they don't want to receive the word. Word. They don't want to receive the word. You know, and and I used to get into these things where people would say certain things and whatever. But the Lord let me know you you can't you can't talk. It's just like trying to have a conversation with the devil. What good is that? Uh, pastor. Yes, ma'am. I'm glad both of y'all did bring that subject up. And like I like I have learned, there's many things. Um, I you know feel something with people or certain people or something. I will say something and try to go further with it, whether it's speaking about the Lord or maybe something that they're doing or whatever. And you can feel that spirit. And it's just like, why don't waste any more words? Mm-hmm. You might as well stand up, like you talk to the wall. Go uh, talk to the floor, any inanimate object, because they have shut you out. You can see it on their face, their whole demeanor. Mm-hmm. They're not going to listen to you. There's sometimes, especially when you talk about the Lord to them and they don't want to hear it. If you look at them and their face, you will mm-hmm. back away. Yeah. You will and I'll back away because I don't know. Yeah. There's something there. You will back away. You know, and and I said, and I I hate to bring this up, but just like, you know, we have that one person. um, And I know that uh, I would try to talk to them and stuff like that and say, you know what, you got to have faith and this is that. And they went out and they was telling people that uh, they was glad that they were around uh, real Christian people and whatnot, and it hurt my feelings. And I was like, "Well, you know what? Did I fail?" Yeah, you know. And I was like, "Did I fail the person?" (coughs) 
You know, I'm supposed to be a, a pastor and a minister. And I was questioning because I was like, well, how how is my faith where it needs to be if I can't help somebody? And God said, you you don't convert people. I do. You know what I'm saying? And I understood then it's not my job. That's between them and God Almighty. My job is to minister, Sister Alessa. Um, I agree. I think too, um, with different people, it's hard to try to have a conversation with people. But I think all you can really do is just pray for them that the Holy Spirit touches them. Because I think that's really what God wants us to do is just pray for individuals. And sometimes you get like, you're like, oh, but God's not like that. And you're trying to explain to them, but if people come from different walks and different backgrounds, but all you can really do is, you know, God bless you. I pray that the Holy Spirit touches you and opens your eyes. And you can even pray for them privately and pray that the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. touches them and wakes them up or gives them. Like, it's about planting the seed. So once you plant it, it's the Holy Spirit will come in and help water it. Amen. 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 That's so true. So true. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. Because doesn't did the Lord say you have to want to accept Him and open up your heart? Powerful. All you can do is tell somebody about the Lord, but they have to open up their heart. Because if everybody wanted to open up their heart. There would be no hell. Everybody Ooh. would be going to heaven. Absolutely. But we know everybody ain't going to heaven. You have the gift of discernment. You can choose. Amen. Everybody. There's this girl like a uh, work. This young white uh, nurse. It doesn't matter. But I mean, she listened to me. She did listen to me. And she said, you know, but she kind of turned her head. Because she kept told me she didn't believe in God. And I talked to her for a little while. But I could still tell that I talked to her for a little while. Then. I just, you know, let it go because, you know, she respected me. She listened to what I had to say, but I could tell. Whatever she wanted to believe, she's going to believe, and that was it. Like Mm -hmm. Pastor said, uh, Sister Patricia, she is in the dark. It's like leading somebody that is completely blind to the light without guiding them. Mm -hmm. They they don't want to walk to the light. That's why the song says, you know, we will walk in the light, the beautiful light. If they don't want to walk in the light, like Sister Arlessa said, all we can do, which you did, you, you told her about the goodness of God, you gave her that opportunity to know about your God, but she had to receive it. Right. Yeah, like I said, so that's on her soul, not your soul, because you think about supposed to do late 20s, early 30s, or whatever. But, I mean, she was respectful. She listened. You know, she did listen. But, and I and I slowly talked, learning with um, Minister Michelle Carter Douglas, I learned that, you know, all you can do is give people the message. Amen. It's like, even for your own self, you have to accept it and open up your heart. Mm-hmm. You have to open up your heart and make your decisions. That you know what that is so true, and you know I'm gonna tell you something. 
God is so great. He is so great. Because I don't have what a lot of people think I have. But God makes it enough. Because at the end of the day, I'm going to brag about God right now. At the end of the day, you know, in the stuff that we're doing through the ministry, you know, there's times that, you know, even I'm like, oh, wow, you know what? Yeah, you know what? I did pray for this office building and, and things like that. But this, the, 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 the rent, that's, that's a little, you know, steep for me. And, you know, I'll never forget, Sister Nicole called me with this blessing that helped me free up some space for my bills. And and Sister Nicole, I'm not going to say it, but you know what I'm talking about. God moved that. Y'all, you see how God works? Then I said, each of my kids. Okay. Then my mother called me. Michelle, here I want you to come and 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 get some uh, money for gas. And she don't know that at that time I was working in PA, then from PA all the way to Warren, back to Youngstown. And I'm and I and I said I was just like, oh God, I say I barely got gas. And here come a mother calling. So I say that because when people talk about Christmas and they say, I told this one dude, guy, oh, I'm sorry, Michelle, stop, Michelle, you're supposed to be Minister Douglas, okay. <laughs> I told this one guy, I said, because he was like, well, you, you celebrate Christmas one time a year. I said, I, 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 I said, let me tell you something. Christmas is every day for me. Okay. And he's like, what do you mean? I said, look, if you was on the vine, you already know. Bye. Because when you serve God wholeheartedly, I mean, it be, it be so many, it be so many things. I said, my, 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 you know, between my mother, my kids, my sister, my aunts, you know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm telling you. And other people, people, my mother go to church and she comes back with a, with a donation from, from uh, one of the church, church members, um, the Duma family. You know, see, that's how God works. Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful people, beautiful. That's how God works. You know, we we set up there the one uh, store, Borman Target. They had said they, they had a gift card for us for $75. And that was a blessing. And then, you know, we, we never received it. And then when I called, um, they said they no longer had it available for us. But that's okay. Because they did donate for our back to school giveaway. You know, but. This is how God works. 
I was waiting for something. And I was like, God, you know, I said, I, I got these families in need. And something said, Michelle, check your bank account. And I said, what am I going to check my bank? Before I finished, I heard that again, check your bank account. And I checked it. And I said, wow. I said, and because I do, you know, pay my kids for the work that they do. So I was able to pay them something. And after I paid some bills, I was like, I really don't have enough. And they turned around. They said, well, Ma, here, put this back into the ministry. And then they donated $50 a piece. So we was able to put that back in there, which was double the amount that Target was going to give us. Amen. Now you see, that's, I'm telling you. That's the spirit. That's the spirit. That's the spirit. And see, that's why I said, listen, God is righteous. God is good. God is great. God is giving. God is everything. Okay? And and when people want to say something about Christmas, we don't need to defend it. Because Christmas defends itself. Yeah, okay. We don't when 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 you when you have somebody trying to engage you like that with the 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 the, the not Christian spirit in them is doing, they're trying to take your joy and your peace. Because what is Christmas? Christmas is good tidings, joy and peace. Uh-huh. You see what I'm saying? When God said the, the, the Advent season pastor, like you said, love, joy, peace, and hope away from you. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. what it is. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because like I said, this here is a blessing. Because I'm gonna tell you something. We got together to distribute food boxes. And, you know, we're doing almost twice as many boxes as we did in the past. And adding on with the, you know, the giveaway, the toys and stuff. So, you know, my thing is, is, you know, some people's like, well, you know, what about your food and stuff like that? Well, let me, let me, let me brag about God. My sister got food. My mama got food. We got food. Matter of fact, we going to sit tomorrow and have a blessed, bountiful meal that my mother and my sister prepared. Okay? And we can eat good knowing that we help other people eat. Now, tell me, won't God do it? I don't want to sit in a table or sit at a table feed my big mouth and I know there's somebody out there hungry. Now we can't do to the magnitude that we wanted to do yet, but we know between Thanksgiving and Christmas, we helped 44 families. Hallelujah. All right.
So that's the mighty God that we serve, you know, and I just want to thank everybody that donated for our Thanksgiving community dinner, our Thanksgiving holiday food box giveaway, our Christmas toy giveaway, our Christmas uh, holiday food box giveaway. Thank every single person that donated. Our back to school giveaways, you know, and um, our next event that will be coming up will be our uh, watch night service, which I'll also um, tape here on Anchor so that everybody can um, enjoy that. And also our in-person uh, will be uh, February, which will be our heritage dinner. So I'm going to be talking to uh, Sister Nicole about that because that's her baby. So we're going to definitely have our heritage dinner. I would like to have it again at the East Library um, in, in February. Yeah. And then on that one, do our donation tickets, you know, which helps all funds going in helps the different products and programs and services that we're doing uh for behind closed doors ministry so we have a lot uh which is a blessing and it's just truly a blessing to be helping others with the people that i love god is good amen um amen with that being said anyone else would like to share uh any thoughts about christmas Amen. I would just like to say it's a blessing to celebrate not only Jesus's uh, birth, but my mother's birthday, which oh. was yesterday. Happy <laughs> 51st again. Thank you. Uh, it's a blessing to see you grow into the best person. So, amen. Oh, love you, Leslie. You better not cry. Come here, sweet. She's so, oh, she's an angel. Come here, she's crying. Come I've here, been, sweet. Uh, I've been waiting to sing happy birthday. Okay. Well, that's the pastor how old she is. 51, but you change that around. I'm 15. Oh, sweet. Happy birthday. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday. Thank you. Okay, birthday whoopings. Now I'm too old. Lord bless you. May the good Lord bless you. May the good Lord bless you. May the good Lord bless you. Amen. 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 You know, and I just want to say this. Life is too short for foolishness and ignorance, but long enough to be kind and loving. We celebrate our good Savior's birth because of the love of God, 
and the love of him and the love of the Holy Spirit, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Because you know what? Because he lives, there are no goodbyes. Ooh, sweet Jesus. Amen. Sister Pat, if you could close out with prayer. opportunity to have this service this evening to talk and just clarify certain things on the you know the decorations about the holiday just thank you lord thank you for bringing us together dear lord lord i love my family i love people to just my family my children my grandchildren and my little great grandchild <laughs> Lord, it's just a blessing. I love my church family and biological family. I just love people, Lord. And I pray for those that don't know you. I pray that one day they will open up their heart and come to you, dear Lord. Because there is no peace like the peace and joy knowing you. Because when times get hard, and yes, we will have some tribulations in this life, we know. We thanking you and giving you all the praises and the glory yes, because Lord. you yes, are the Lord. one and only true God and no love is greater than the love you have for us yes. we love you, we praise you we give you all the honor and glory forevermore, hallelujah amen. Amen. amen amen, we will see you all on uh, New Year's uh, Eve, God willing and I just want to say uh this truly has been a blessed blessed year like i said we started this uh ministry 2018 and you know 2023 we have you know eight board members we've added two committee uh members oh the programs that the lord blessed us to do this year four back to school giveaways one free Thanksgiving community dinner, uh, Christmas toy giveaway and, and program, Babushka. You know what I'm saying? We had that program. Babushka break dance, Pam. Yes, Babushka was break dancing. Yes. Yes. So, you know, this this truly is a blessing. We look forward to doing so many more great things. Uh, love you all, and see you on New Year's Eve. We'll see see you tomorrow for the Christmas dinner. Uh huh. Amen. Love y'all. Love you. Bye bye.